Welcome to another inspirational podcast from Abundant Life Church, where we believe that God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you. Now join us as we dive into today's message. Wow. You may be seated. I'm excited about this evening to say the least. And uh, I want to say to all those who are not here, we had many people that they called in for various reasons and some have, have this COVID thing running around and, uh, and all of those good things. You know, somebody says, doesn't that bother you? Not, not in the least. Been there, done that, and, uh, and it means nothing to me. I know that the God that I serve is greater than what man can make and put on another man. By the way, this COVID was not made out of natural stuff. It's nothing more than men trying to control other men in life. And but we know that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Praise God. I'm excited about it. How many are excited about what God's going to do this coming year? It's not going to be like any other year we've ever had, and I'm going to be sharing some things in a few moments with you that I believe is going to set the course uh, as we're coming, uh, we're coming out of this year of rise. God spoke to us very clearly about this year and the mandates that were going to be given to us for this year. And I believe every one has come to pass that I've, I've been researching it. I've gone through the notes again. I've looked at everything that God gave us last year. And I have to tell you, we've got testimony after testimony after testimony of everything coming to pass last year. And that's exciting to me. Now, here's another thing. This is our 23rd or 24th year of the Word of the Lord. <laughs> now, you see, some of you didn't catch what I'm saying to you. See, if, if the Word of the Lord was not real, you wouldn't be still doing it for 23 years. God said my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. We like to quote that scripture a lot, don't we? We just don't want to read the verses before that. The reason they have a lack of knowledge is they didn't listen to the prophet that God sent them. <laughs> Let me move over to this side. <laughs> they didn't listen to the words of the prophet when he spoke to them. So then what they were doing, so then God speaks to them. He says, you're destroyed because your refusal to adhere to what the prophet said. And you say, what are you trying to say to us? What I'm saying to you is this. I saw a lot of people miss last year what could have been the best year of their life because they didn't stay true to the word of the living God. And it's not where I deliver. What I deliver is not about me, but it's about what God is saying to this church and he's saying to this arena that we can begin to take it into the areas that God has called us to. We're living in a, in a very funny time right now. I had some people calling me up. I'm amazed. Every year I have people call me up and they say to me, they go, what is the word of the Lord for next year? What they want is not really what God's saying to me. They want me to give some made-up prophecy of what I think is going to happen politically. Oh, come on. How many people prophesied President Trump would be in office today that their prophecy didn't come to pass? Now, I'm not trying to get on one way or the other. What I'm trying to say is what we're so caught up with is we've been watching too much online. We've been watching too much of Netflix. We, we, we've been allowing ourselves to be exposed to such, uh, if you will, things that cause us to move emotionally in life and things of that nature rather than what God is saying. Now, let me give you a pre precursor to tonight before I deliver the word of the Lord. God does not change. 
No matter what happens when you walk out of this arena tonight, God has not changed. His word has not changed, and he has not changed. And if you'll take the word of the Lord and put it in your heart and not allow the world system to change you. This past year, the church has been changed in so many directions because we've allowed the system to change who we are supposed to be. And it's time that we quit trying to accommodate the world system and what they're saying and we begin to rise up as a church and be who God called us to be. If we believe that God is greater in us than he that's in the world, then listen, turn to the person next to you and say, why don't you live like it? Boy, that didn't get much response, but that's okay. I'm a, I'm a little bit weary as I, God began to give me the word and I began to read it and go over it because I wrote it down as he would give it to me as fast as I could. And as I, as I began to go through that, I began to look at it, I said, God, that, you know, a lot of people are not going to be moved with what I'm going to say because it's not high energy for some of you. You know, we need, we need prophecy about political things and prophecy about all of this other stuff. No, you need prophetic words about you. Come on, stay with me, church. Now, I, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't really, I'm not moved too much when I get a, in, in the email or I, or I get on my Facebook, I get somebody giving me a prophecy about what's going to take place. What do I care? I mean, seriously, what do I care? I'm, I'm, I'm in South Florida. I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with Broward County. I, I'm in Margate. I've got people come to my church every Sunday. What do I care what they're prophesying in California? Let the Californians have it. Let it prophesy to them, but leave me alone because you don't have any idea what God has said to us. And what God said this past year is the church was going to rise. Not the church is a building, but the church is going to begin to rise. And what God wants us to understand something, that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is in you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are his dwelling place. You are God's abode. And God is about to break out this year in such a dimension. And he said, out of the belly is going to flow the rivers of living water in such a dimension they're not going to be able to hold it back anymore. They're going to come and they're going to say that you can't do this and you can't do that. The problem is, just as the lame man went running and leaping and praising God, they could not stop him because they knew what they saw and they knew that it totally contradicted what they were saying. And God's about to do in the church what will totally contradict what the world has been saying to the system. And we're going to see a supernatural manifestation this year that is going to move in a dimension it's going to move in a dimension of ownership. Let me say that again. It's going to move in a dimension of ownership. And what you decide to take ownership of will give you the ability to possess what God has promised. I said, what you decide to take ownership. Say, well, what do you mean what I decide? Come on, look at the person next to you and say, it's your decision. It was your decision to get saved or not get saved. It was your decision to come tonight or not come. It's your decision to get married or not get married. It's your decision. Quit blaming everybody else. Quit blaming society. Quit blaming the system. Quit blaming what's going on in the world. And begin to look in the mirror and say, you make the decision. Quit listening to the voices. You are the decision maker. My, my, my. He says to us, 
this year in the year of 2022 that it is ownership and possession. Ownership and possession means a legal right to possess a thing and have control. A legal right to possess a thing and have control. In the book of Joshua, chapter 14, in verse 6, he says this, The children of Judah came to, to Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, You know the word which the Lord said to Moses, that the man of God concerning you and me in Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought back the word as it was in my heart. Y'all need to underline that. As it was in my heart. Let's go to the next verse. I've got it on the screen. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people to melt, but I wholly follow the Lord. You need to underline that. The word was in my heart, and I wholly followed the Lord. Next verse. So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden that shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord. Now you notice there is a, a part, last part of that verse clarifies how you can have everything God said to you because you wholly follow the Lord thy God. Next verse. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these 45 years. So he's 85 years old. Ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now here I am this day, I'm 85 years old. Next verse. As yet I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both going in and going out. My strength, everybody said, strength for war. Come on, look at the person next to you and say, you better be ready for battle. Mm. Next verse. Now, therefore, give me this mountain. <laughs> Of which the Lord spoke in that day, for you heard in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fortified, and it may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. Next verse. And Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, as an inheritance. Gave it to him as an inheritance. We see something here. That when we talk about going to a place that we're going to have to be driven in such a fashion that we can do what God has called us to do. And we got to figure out what is going to drive us. And God's beginning to speak to me about that. That as we move into this season of, of ownership and of possession, it's going to be based upon our willingness to be driven by what God has said to us. We've got to be so caught up and so consumed with what God has said to us that we're not looking back over our shoulder. We're not looking to the, our left or to our right, but we are not standing still and looking around, but we are moving forward. Now, here's a unique thing about it. If you don't know how to drive, you're going to have a problem. Yesterday, we came and they brought all these wonderful little toys that they've got around here. I drove that. Man, that has got, that's got a, a, a turbo charge in it. I mean, it is unbelievable. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, I took it out there, man. I mean, I was doing 60 miles an hour in a matter of just boom. I was there. I said, whoa, I better not get stopped. It's not good for the bishop to get stopped by a cop. <laughs> it was awesome. So we came back and they got the other three-wheeler in the front. Did y'all see that when you came in? 
And they said, you want to drive that? I said, sure, I want to drive it. But I've never ridden one of those before. So I got on it, and they gave me this helmet, and I jumped on it. And, and Minister Reese, he says, now listen, what you want to do, though, is don't push it. When you, you have gas, if it breaks here, when you have gas, you don't push it forward, but you pull it back. Well, I've never ridden one of those before. So I hopped on that thing, man. I, listen, I, I went all over with that thing. That's no big deal. I can drive this other thing. I hopped on it and almost ran into a car. Reese and, 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 and Sean all of a sudden looked at me and went, oh, my God, he's going to kill himself. Because, you see, I had not taken time to learn how to drive it. Oh, Lord Jesus. Come on, tell somebody, if you're going to go drive this year, then you better take time to learn how to drive. It's a year that you're to be driven. That means you're going to have to be driven in a way that you know what you're doing. Come on, tell somebody, say, it, lack of knowledge will not count. Glory to God. Glory to God. Genesis 1.28, we find something that's very unique. We find that he says that if we're going to be a person that's going to be driven, and driven means to be carried about by a current or motivated by a compulsive quality or need. That's what that means, driven. To be carried about by a current or motivated by a compulsive quality or need. In other words, I'm compelled to push forward. I, there's something in me that won't let me sit still. It just won't let me alone. It doesn't make sense to anybody else, but I can't help myself. You ever been in those situations? I just can't help myself. I was over in Thailand years ago, and I had my, my nephew, uh, my brother's son, Eric Jr. It, uh, he was doing the camera work and doing things like that. And he'd never been to Thailand before, and we, we, were, we were down on the streets in Thailand. This is back in the, in the, in the early 90s. And he, he's going out there, and they, they got shirts out there you can buy. I mean, back then, you can't now, but they had, see, they took us through the factory to where they made polo shirts. The polo shirts here, they said, they go to the United States and they sell back then for 50 bucks a piece. These, I said, well, where are these going? They said, oh, they're going to the street. You can buy them for $5. Same factory. So I said, well, I'm going to the street. <laughs> Amen. So I got out there with my, with my nephew and we were looking at some things and, and all of a sudden he's buying this shirt. And I'm looking over him. He's got 20 shirts. I said, what are you doing, son? He says, I can't help myself. He said, I'm so motivated at the price, I cannot hold back. I'm going to spend everything I got. Well, I got news for you. I want you to be so motivated and driven by the power of God this year that you don't hold back, that you're going to spend everything you've got. Time, talent, energy, finance. This is the year of ownership. The book of Genesis chapter 1, we see something very unique. He says in verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 28, he says to Adam and Eve, he says, I want to give you an assignment. He says, I'm going to give you an assignment. Your assignment is to be fruitful, multiply. Fill the earth, subdue it, and walk in dominionship. I want you to know that this is your assignment. I want you all to get a hold of this. Adam and Eve created the image and likeness of God were placed in the garden, and God gave them their assignment. And that was to be fruitful, to multiply, refill the earth, subdue it, and walk in dominionship. Let me read that again. I want you to identify something here and write next to those words, me. 
fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue, and walk in dominionship. This is a year, if there ever was a year, for the church to take the rightful place and begin to dominate rather than being dominated. This is a year for us to dominate, not for the world to dominate us. Make this as a side note. Without the sowing of a seed, there can be no claim to ownership. Without the sowing of a seed, there can be no claim to ownership. So if you don't like the way your marriage is working, you better decide what are you putting into the marriage because what you're putting in is not working. You've taken ownership of a failure rather than ownership of being walking victoriously. See, that's your decision. If you're not walking in victory in your life, you've got to decide what seeds I'm sowing because the seed I sow declares the ownership of harvest that's coming back into my life. And if I don't like my life, then I need to change my seeds. And that means I might have to change friends. I might have to change relationships. I might, I, listen, it, it, it might affect me in a lot of different ways. But I've got to be careful what I sow and what I allow sowed into me. This is an unusual season for us of the supernatural. Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 17 is, is another unique thing here. Because what we see here in, 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 in Genesis is that we see the, the, the mindset, if you will, of instruction. God says to mankind, he says, I want you to do this. He put him in the garden. He says, I put you in the garden. Number one, I want you to tend or I want you to cultivate the ground. But then I want you to guard it. I want you to guard and protect it from the intruder. So the assignment is to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. The instructions that you are to tend or to cultivate what I have given you. In other words, you are to make sure that everything in it is in its Christine position to produce because everything produces after its own kind. And then you are to guard it that the enemy won't touch, your, won't touch the harvest. Come on, tell somebody, you got to protect your harvest. Now, this is real important. Because if you're not driven to do this, you're not going to do it. And then you'll wonder why you can't seem to get ahead. And we're going to get into ways and means by which you can do those things in just a few moments. But then he tells them a third thing about the instructions. Do not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Do not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Very unique. Instructions. The instructions you follow determine the future you possess. Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 14. I just, I'm not going to read the whole thing. We're going to be teaching it as the month goes on. But we find this, that, that we find that the enemy or Satan or the serpent comes to Eve and talks to Eve and, and, and it begins to get her to move into a dimension. And she, he says to Eve, he says, can you eat of every tree? She says, there's one that we can't, we, not only can we not eat it, we can't touch it. Well, first off, it wasn't scriptural. God never told her not to touch it. He said, don't eat it. Look at the person next to you and say, you better know what the word says. God has spoken to me so clearly that our church doesn't know what the word says. We know what we want it to say, but not what it's saying. And because things go sideways, we get into disobedience. Now, it's important we get a hold of that. We get into this, and the Lord really began to deal with me as he's speaking to me about this. Disobedience is a road to compromise. 
You want to justify your disobedience. So you want to compromise your lifestyle. You want to compromise what you're doing in the kingdom of God. Compromise will disqualify you from ownership. What you, qualify, what you, what you compromise on, you will lose the ability to take ownership of. The enemy will want you to stay away or want you, want you to stop doing something or want you to carry on this unforgiveness or want you to do these things. And you just go, well, it's a little, it's, it's okay. God understands. Yeah, he understands you're compromising. In his word, he says, I'm the Lord God, I change not. And if you get into comprom compromising this year, you're going to lose your ability to take ownership of what God has for you for this year. If there ever was a year to line it up, it's this year. If you compromise, it will disqualify you from ownership. Disqualification will separate you from your purpose. It's amazing to me how many people have given us their dreams and their visions and what God has said to them to see them 10, 15, 20 years later and they are not living what God told them to live. God has not changed his mind. God will not change his mind. You've disqualified from your purpose. I mean, separated from your purpose because you compromised and were disqualified. And when you're separated from your purpose, that means the purpose will alter your ability to possess. When I'm separated from my purpose, I cannot possess. I cannot control. I have, I've lost my authority. 2022, the Lord says, is a year to take ownership of possession and possession of your heritage and your dreams. This is a year to take ownership of your heritage and your dreams. I've given to every one of my children my word and my spirit. They bring with them assignments, instructions that you, you show, that will show you how to be driven into ownership and possession of your purpose and destiny. You will have to be disciplined in your pursuit. Abraham was driven by a promise and Isaac was driven by an inheritance. Jacob was driven by a vow that he made to God and Joseph was driven by a dream. Moses was driven by a burning bush encounter and Joshua was, was driven, get this, by instructions of success. <clears throat> he said, Lord, are you kidding me? He said, no, every one of them were driven with a word that I put in them or an encounter they had with me. Joseph was driven by the dream when he was in the, when he was in the uh, pit, he was driven by the dream. When he was sold into slavery, he was driven by the dream. When he was accused of being impropriety with, a, with his master's wife, he, he still believed in his dream. When they put him in the dungeon, he still believed in his dream. When they, when they forgot about him in the dungeon, he still believed in his dream. Because when you learn how to believe in your dream and do not change the purpose, then I got news for you. The dream has a mandate from God to manifest itself in your life as long as you are committed. Caleb was driven by a word given to him from the man of God. Jesus, God's son, was driven with the love of the Father. The common denominator, they had faith in what God said. This is a year that you're going to have to believe what I have said to you. 
It's a year that you cannot allow the comp- the comp- yourself to compromise. It's a year that you, it's not a, you cannot allow yourself to look to the left or to the right, but you've got to stay focused on what I have said. Don't get caught up with a system of a world that will get you so involved with everything else you forget what I have spoken to you about this year. This is your year of ownership. Don't you worry. And the Lord spoke to me this afternoon. I was I'm praying. But I said, Lord, I said, but we got so much going on in our country. He said, don't you worry about what happens in Washington. I have the president's heart in my hand. I, I have leaders' hearts in my hand. Will you quit worrying about them and just do what I told you to do? I said, Lord, but look at where things are going right now. You know, we've got inflation. We've got all of these things, and I'm a pastor. He said, if you will quit worrying about inflation and quit worrying about the economy and quit worrying about the the politics and quit worrying about all of these social issues and get focused on what I tell you to do, I will take care of the racism. I will take care of the COVID pandemic. I will take care of the financial needs. I will take care because I am God. We look at this, 2022 Abundant Life family will find their driving force to take ownership and possession in the foundation scripture, John 10.10. I have come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. You're going to have to live it. You're going to have to breathe it. You're going to have to speak it. You're going to have to act upon it. And in the middle of the greatest fight of your life, you're going to have to go back and encourage yourself with it. I have come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Even though the enemy has come and killed all of my family, they have I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Even though my friends have turned their back on me, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. It's not about what someone else says. It's about what I say. It's not about who they are. It's who I am. And I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You cannot get away if you're going to be driven this year from the message of hope in Psalms 27 and 3 that God is a good God, that God loves you and God's going to bless you. That God is a good God, but I lost my job, but God is a good God, but I've got COVID, but God is a good God, but my wife left me, but God is a good God. I don't know how I can pay my bills. God is a good God. He loves me and God's going to bless me and I'm not going to look over my shoulder. I'm driven. With the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You cannot get away from the mission statement of reaching our world with life. Matthew 28, 18 and 20, we're going to all the world and preach the gospel, making disciples of all nations. This year, we have a mandate to win souls to Christ as never before. What God spoke to me so clearly, he says, too many people have been sitting on their seats and they've not led anybody to Christ. They want me to heal them, but they've not led anybody to Christ. They want me to bless them, but they've not led anybody to Christ. They, they want me to deliver them, but they've not done the one thing that I required of them when I gave them salvation, and that was to be a witness of me. 
And the church has been robbed of being a witness. We've been robbed by what they've done during the shut-ins shut and the shutdowns and the shutouts. Then it's time that we said we don't care anymore. We're not shutting down, we're not shutting in, and we're not shutting up. This year is a year of boldness. This is a year that the culture of the kingdom of God that's manifested in abundant life is found in Nehemiah 2.20 has got to be that force that drives you. The God of heaven will prosper us, therefore we will arise and build. Man, I, I, I'm about to get kicked out of my apartment. You're going to rise and build. But the economy is about to go sideways. You're going to rise and build. But we don't know what's going to happen in politics. You're going to rise and build. I don't know what we're going to do about racism. You're going to rise and build. I don't know what we're going to do about gender problems. You're going to rise and build. See, you're all caught up with all the wrong stuff. Your job is to rise and build. It's God's job to deal with that. He said, where sin abounds, my grace will much more abound. But you've got to be living right so my grace can work. The word of the Lord for us this year is that we have got to be soul winners more than we ever have before. Wherever we go and whatever we do and wherever we are seen, we have got to be the living, walking epistle of the Lord Jesus Christ that men and women will come to that saving knowledge not by what we said but how we live. The culture says we're going to rise and build, we're going to win souls, we're going to live in the abundant life, and God's a good God, he loves us, he's going to bless us. The seeds of ownership, mm. the seeds of ownership possessions are found, I couldn't believe this, and the Lord began to put this in my spirit, when you allow your core values to be the driving force. I said, are you kidding me? We preached that two years ago. He said, yeah, but they didn't listen. Love, core value of love. What is love? Love creates action. It establishes value. Love creates action. It establishes value. Love doesn't say, oh, look at that. That's terrible. But love gets involved. It brings about change. Honor. Honor reveals our attitude and respect towards God and to man. It's our value system. I said it's our value system. Serve. Serve is to be blessed and treat others and acknowledge value in others. To bless and to serve others and, and, and treat others in a way that, that they know they have value. Don't minimize, tear down, or hurt. Give. Give is a demonstration of our faith in God. It creates value. It's our demonstration that we believe who God is and what God has said. What, who God is and what God has said. There's a story in the Gospels. The Lord dropped in my heart. And we're going to teach a little bit on this this Sunday. I'm not going to get into a lot of teaching right now. But the rich young ruler came to Jesus. He said something to him. What must I do to inherit eternal life? 
Isn't it sad? Most of us here are just trying to get into heaven. I think that's so pitiful. I got saved so I can go to heaven. What are you going to do in the hell on earth? I didn't get saved to go to heaven. Listen, I got saved. Heaven comes with a package. It's like buying a car with a radio in it. They give me free, you know, with, the, with the, all of the stuff on their Siri and all that stuff in there. Because I bought it when I bought the car. It came with the car. When I got saved, heaven came with it. Oh, come on. Stay with me, church. But that's just like a lot of us today. All we care about is we're going to live like hell, but our name's written in the Lamb's book of life. We're going to be disobedient, but our name's written in the Lamb's book of life. Because many have received Jesus, and then gave you power to become the sons of God. But you're missing the point of everything that God spoke to us already tonight. And that is simply this. Disobedience is going to separate you from purpose and destiny. And you will stand before God. And that which you do not build upon the foundation of Jesus Christ, he said, you will be saved, but you will suffer loss. Some of you are going to heaven, and you're going to get there and suffer loss. Well, I'm not in hell. I don't know. What's worse? To have to live in eternity with people who know that I was a bum. They know that I squeaked in by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin, that I took the religious way out. I have nothing to lay at the feet of Jesus. Everybody else is worshiping Jesus. I can't even go up and worship him because I don't have anything because I didn't do what he called me to do. But the rich young ruler, he says, what I want is he, I want eternal, what must I do? Jesus says, keep the commandments. He said, I've kept all those. Sounds like a lot of Christians. Oh, I've done that. Oh, I've spoken tongues. Oh, I, I, I gave an offering. I've been, I, I've been there, done that. I've been an usher before. I don't need to usher anymore. Been there, done that. I, I, I don't need to play in the band. I, I, I did that for years. Don't need to do that anymore. Been there, done. I've, I've kept that. I've done all that. It's like a lot of rich young rulers in the kingdom. Hmm. The Lord spoke to me very clearly. He said, what do you think I meant when I told him to sell everything, start giving to the poor, and come and follow after me? I said, Lord, I don't know. I preached it in nine different directions, so I don't know what you mean. He says, it's real simple. I asked him to do what I did. I said, excuse me? He said, yeah. Everybody has preached I was poor. I was anything but poor. I was made rich as a, a man or as a, as a person on earth when I, when I took on the incarnation of man when I was two years old when all the rich people came and gave me all their, all their treasures. He said, but when I turned 30, as a man, I had to go into ministry and I had to walk away from the riches because I knew if I didn't walk away from the riches, ooh, I could be distracted from my purpose. When they couldn't control me, that I took ownership of them. And the only way I can take ownership is that I can do with them whatever I please. My, 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 the rich young ruler had a lot of things and he walked away from it because they controlled him. He didn't control them. Now, here's the unique thing about it. Is Jesus tells the disciples how hard it is for a rich men to make it into heaven. 
But with God, all things are possible. Come on, look at somebody and say, rich people are going to be in heaven. Get used to it. My God. What you don't realize is all of us are rich. But he says something so unique. He said, if he would only listen to my voice and followed my instructions. You've not left houses, homes, land, and family that I'll not return to you a hundredfold in this life. You have persecution because people are going to get so angry at what I'm about to do in your life because you've been willing to give up that. And look what I'm going to give you. I'm going to multiply what you gave up beyond your wildest imagination. And along with that, you're going to get eternal life. Amen. Eternal life is the secondary part of it. But living in the kingdom is the first part of it. And this year, God said, you're going to have to learn to take ownership so you can possess what I have given you in a dream, in a vision, in an encounter, what I have spoken to you. For I am the Lord God and I change not. I do not rescind what I said. I do not hold back on what I promised. The issue is not the timetable that I have. It's the timetable that you've set. The Lord said, you tell them. They set the timetable. But this year, oh God. This year, I'm turning the clock back. And what was to be that wasn't is coming around again. I said it's coming around again. If you will get yourself together and you will take those principles that we gave you tonight and begin to be driven, be driven with love, be driven with honor, be driven with service, be driven with your giving. Be driven with the message. Take hold of, listen, I don't care what it looks like, feels like, tastes like, sounds like. Jesus came that I might have life and have it more abundantly and I'm going to have it. I'm going to, I don't care. I'm going to have what he said. Not because I say I'm going to have it. I'm having it because he said I could have it. If he said I could have it, I hooked myself to his wagon. And God's not a man that he should lie. And I'm going to take ownership. <laughs> I said, I'm going to take ownership. My God. And I'm going to take ownership that he is a good God and he loves me. And he's going to bless me. Even if they tow my car away, he's a good God. He loves me. He's going to bless me. Say, so how can you talk like that? Because I was in my mom and daddy's house when they towed the car away. Even if I lose my house, I can't pay the mortgage. God's a good God. He loves to go. How can you say that? Because I was in the house when they told us to get out because they foreclosed on us. Yeah. 
even when you're going through sickness and brokenness and loss. How can you say that? My dad had four heart attacks. My mom had cancer. God's a good God. He loves me. He's going to bless me. When I'm out there and I'm, I'm throwing these little papers, and they give me a penny a piece, and I'm throwing 10000 a week to make 100 bucks to help my mom and dad to pay bills while I'm in high school. God is a good God. He loves me. He's going to bless me. But look what you're doing. It don't matter what I'm doing. God has not changed. He's still on the throne. He's a good God. He loves me. He's going to bless me. I've not gotten away from the mission. Whether I feel like it or I don't feel like it, I'm a witness. Whether I look like it. Love some of you ladies, you won't go to the house without your makeup. I got news for you. With or without your makeup, you're a witness. I laughed. I was driving that car on yesterday. and Somebody said, why don't you go get your wife and, and it'll drive. I said, she won't get in that thing. It'll blow her hair. And she's not wearing a hat. Isn't that funny? So I didn't bother to throw my pearl out there where it could be destroyed. (laughs) Fascinating, isn't it? But it doesn't matter, you see. I said it doesn't matter. I know God's going to bless me. By coming in and going out. I know he's going to give me life. I know he's going to sustain me in the difficult times. I know he's going to give me seed because I'm a sower. I know when all hell breaks loose, God's grace does much more abound. And what God's saying to the church is that there are eight principles that were given tonight that if you took notes... If not, you can listen to this. It'll be aired again tomorrow, I believe. Is it tomorrow? And take the notes. We'll make them available to you the next week or two, but we're going to be teaching this Sunday on this stuff. But this is a year that if you refuse to let the circumstance rob you of the ownership of those things, it will be the best year of your life. How can that be? I don't. I just know that it be. The children of Israel, 400 years in bondage, 40 years marching around, and everybody over the age of 25 dying. It said when they got into the promised land that God said you are to take ownership of, it seemed like a dream. I don't know how to tell you this, but some of you lost something this past year, but this year it's going to seem like a dream. Some of you had something stolen from you this past year, but this year it's going to seem like a dream. Some of you had some things broken this past year, but this year it's going to be restored and it's going to seem like a dream. God said, I have turned back the clock and I'm going to go back to the dreams and I'm going to go back to your vision and I'm going to go back to that which you are having your inheritance to. And if you will dare to step out and take ownership and not allow what has happened to control what was about to do in your life, then I will bring it all to pass this year. This is a year that if you're going to buy something, you better buy 
pride. If you're going to give something, you better give it. If you're going to love somebody, you better love them. If you're going to encourage somebody, you better encourage This is the year that you need to make sure that you are moving in a direction. I take ownership of who I am. I take ownership of my heritage. I take ownership of the promises God's given to me. I take ownership of my dreams and my visions that God has spoken over my life. I take ownership of my purpose and over my destiny. I possess it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and I will do that with love. I will do that with honor. I will do that in servitude and I'll do that in my giving but I will not be denied what God has spoken over me in 2022. I will be driven by the power of God, by the word of God, by the spirit of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, church. Thank you for listening. We trust that what you heard today has encouraged you to live the abundant life. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on our website, AbundantLife.tv, or follow us on Instagram at AbundantLife underscore TV and Facebook at Come to Life. And remember, God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you.